everybody and welcome to the marcus morning radio show we are back my friends and as you can tell things might be a little different we have audio mr concrete geet your fucking heart out all right we have had some major upgrades to the streaming studio my friends holy cow and it is good to be here today is january 10th the year of our Lord, 2023. And let me tell you, it's time. Everybody, you know, they say new year, new you, new blah, whatever. I say it's time 
to redefine what it means to be happy. Okay, we have we have we have traveled too far from self-importance and arrived at a world of self psychopathism. Okay, we need to change the way that we view ourselves. And through conversation, education, inspiration, and people like Towering Ewok, let me tell you, this is where you're going to get it. So the new format of the market show is this. We start every morning, 9 a.m., Tuesday through Friday. That's right. We're bringing you all things news, music, entertainment, and overall, what the hell's going on in the world. We are going to give you our unbiased and slightly biased opinions (laughs) on the topics that affect you and everyone else. We're not here to make people feel stupid. We're not here to make people feel um, down. We're here to pull off that veil of bullshit that the news, the internet, the Twitter, and everyone's negative mindsets is covering this planet with. We are the scissors. They are the cloth. Get ready to be cut, because here's where it stops. The Marcus Border Radio Show begins right fucking now. <clears throat> that is right. What are we doing here? We're going to have a combination of music, talking, uh, Sunny Rain being a super champion of the world, and then we're going to mix it all together. So for one hour every day, you get to see the side of my neck rolls, the beautiful side of my beard, and also hear exactly what is going on in the world. That's right. How are you guys doing, man? It is, it is interesting to be here. Again, I have been working. We have. Lindsay and I have been working our asses off getting this show ready so that we could launch it in a way that we actually want to launch it. And I can tell you right now, it came together pretty good you know (laughs) so it's just it's a little i'm this part so the just chatting comes next right so after an hour of radio we're going to our just chatting where it'll be you know for frontal marcus um there you know it won't be taking breaks just you know the more the show that you know um with even more greatness to be had you know the nice thing about black on black on black is you guys can't tell what's a lump and what's like a you know a regular thing so i think it works out Ooh. All right. <laughs> so as we go into the new year, what has been going on? Full Frontal Marcus. That's my side project. You know, we're supposed to have an NDA, Lindsay. I guess that wasn't clear when we signed it. But what the hell has been going on? As the 2022 year comes to an end, we look towards the future. What exactly is next? Where do we go from here? What do we do from here? Well, I can tell you the same thing you did in 2021, the same thing you did in 2020, and the same thing you've done every fucking day of your life since uh, being born. You look to the future. You look to what you're doing next. If you're in a bad spot, you go to a good spot. If you're in a good spot, you go to a better spot. If you're in a medium spot and you're not doing anything, it's time to switch it up a little bit. Okay, when's the last time you took a vacation? When's the last time you took a day off? Those are the things that you need to bring back into your life. And there's no better excuse than the beginning of a year. But unfortunately, as some things, um, as amazing as it is that some things are destined to forever change, some things, no matter what, will stay the same. And I can tell you right now, people looking for money <laughs> because of other people's problems will never change. There's something I want to talk to you all about because I think it's absolutely ridiculous. So in Seattle, public schools are suing TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and others seeking compensation for youth mental health crisis. Now that is going on right now in the U.S. And let me, let me, you know, I could read you the details, but ultimately here's the point. They 
the Seattle public school system feels that because of these social medias and these YouTube, Instagrams, all these websites, the mental health crisis is their fault. Okay, fine. Even if you have some objective evidence, because there is, you know, screen time shows antisocial behavior, development on screens too early shows a, a um, weakening in certain aspects of education, but ironically enough, an increase in other types of education, such as like hand-eye coordination, ability to multitask, even though that's not, but ultimately they are saying, Seattle Public Schools is saying that it's these social media websites on why kids keep, you know, popping themselves. And that's horrible. And that's not why. Kids are popping themselves because they have lost all of their value as a human being. Kids no longer live for themselves. They live for the clicks on the internet. They live for the validation of the masses. Now that's no different. That's no different at all from what kids have always been doing since the beginning of time. Kids look for validation through action. That's what they know. When they're young, it's what they know. They know that if I do X, I will receive attention Y. Now the problem is, is when they learn that the only X that exists is um, the internet. They don't get satisfaction through their individual accolades in their life because they ultimately don't do anything. So really, I ask you parents of Seattle Public Schools, is it TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram that are the reason for the mental health crisis? Or is it an unbelievable level of sheltering that is making our children retreat into the digital space? We are, it's so easy to take our problems and put them onto a business, put them onto an organization, put them onto something that is not ours. Because if it's not ours, we don't have control over it. But because we don't have control over it, it's easy to blame them. Okay, all of these websites and cell phones and technologies, they all have controls that stop, that you can put on for your kids' use. You can limit how much time they're on it. You can limit their access. All of that exists. As much as kids are going to work around it, that's fine. That's what kids do. You want your kids to be clever enough to subvert um, society, right? But the thing is, is that's a skill set that they have to learn. You don't teach them that. You don't teach them that there's, that's ah, fine. You can do whatever you want all the time. It's not a big deal. Just don't cry. I'm too tired from work. It's like, no, 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 no. Stop looking to these corporations to raise your children. Stop looking to these um, entities of government and business and education and all this to raise your children. Okay. This, this is not for you. This is for your kids and sacrifice is part of that. And suing TikTok and YouTube for money isn't going to do anything. All you're going to do is take money and these kids will still be on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. So ultimately, all these resources that you are using to sue these companies, you could be using to actually help your children. Use this money to roll back laws that stop kids from going outside and being bugged. Right, kids should be able to ride their bike without being pulled over. It's that simple. It's literally that simple. But instead of going after that, they want that money. So Seattle Public Schools, man, you guys need to realign your expectations on who is raising your children because it's not TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. It's absent parents who would rather put their, let their kids be on a screen all day than deal with the conflict of telling their kids not to, man.
It's just, it's, it's hard. That's the thing we need to get back to. We need to get back to people understanding that anything worth doing is probably hard. And that is exactly what she said. Okay. So as, <laughs> as we continue on, this show is going to be a slight, it's going to be a mix between talk and music. So as on this January 10th, as we settle down from Seattle, being full of shit, we say hello to Exner, the wonderful human being from across the ocean that we just love and adore. Exner, Sonny, Ewok. <laughs> All right, this first set of music is for you, my friends. Enjoy. Shadows way too long. You always thought that you were weak, but babe, you're wrong. Yeah, you better step into the light, just give it a try. Think that it's time you let that spark out. You've been hiding in the shadows way too long. Cause you're a work of art
Shine by Jazlyn Edgar and Forget Your Name by the Spring Gang featuring Vincent Veggie. I don't know if it says Veggie, but all I could see is V-E-G. So I just leaned on the Veggie. That's right, y'all. We got music. We got news. We got Marcus. We got all the W's or something along those lines. Storyteller Merc, welcome to the stream, brother, and welcome to the new Marcus Morning Radio Show. So listen, this one I had to talk about because it's, it's fun. It's fun because these people deserve it because they got me. They got me a piece of it, and, it, and you know what? Suck my butt. CD Projekt Red settles lawsuit over Cyberpunk 2077's rough launch for $1.85 million. All right, now listen. Investors sued the developer. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. If anybody knows anything about this damn game when it launched, and honestly, still, to this day, shit, okay? When I first bought uh, Cyberpunk 2077, I was excited, okay? I was a bald band full of glee, and I was ready to rock and roll. Let me tell you right now, okay? I was pumped. I was pumped, and I was ready. 
Well, what do you do or what happens when you have too much excitement, too much hype, and not enough care? You get Cyberpunk 2077. Okay, for those of you who don't know, this bitch released in, 20, in 2020, December 17th, or something like that, in 2020, somewhere around there, right? 2021. Anyway, when that damn game first launched, okay, it was a, a dumpster fire, okay? If it was on, if you were on console, good luck, okay? You didn't get a game. If you bought this game and you were on console, you didn't get one. You got one frame a second with potato graphics. I mean, Fortnite Unplugged had better graphics than this stupid game. So anyway, I wasn't one of those people, right? I was on the PC. Well, what happened on PC is you had a bunch of people who all, who all T-posed like this. They skated across the thing. There was glitches all over the place. I got stuck in an elevator for two hours. And I can tell you right now, this game released as a dumpster fire. Okay? So much to the point where they actually had to issue... Much love, Exner. They had to issue refunds on the PlayStation forced them to. And then they took it off of their store. Xbox, I don't remember if Xbox ever did. But they took it off of the PlayStation store because of how shit of a show this shit show was. Okay? But they had to, fight, they had to settle with their investors between or for $1.85 million. Because essentially, they lied. They lied. They delivered a product that wasn't even close to um, what was described, and these investors freaking went after them. And here's the thing, that's okay. There's a lot of, like we just talked about, right? Seattle Public Schools is going after TikTok and YouTube and all them. I'm against, because I feel it's stupid. That, that is um, an individual perspective issue, right? That is, that is not people were lied to. Nobody said, hey, if you let your kids on YouTube, they'll be better, right? Like, no, you, they are a company providing a service that your kids can or cannot consume. You have the choice and the right to participate in this program. And it's not like you get on YouTube and you can sue them because you don't become famous. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> That'd be nice. YouTube won't push out my videos. Oh, poor little thing. Here's 1.8. Shut up. That's not how it works. That's different. But CD Projekt Red, these people spent money to receive a product, right? You see how it's different? The exchange between goods and services compared to individual responsibility. That's the difference. You need to spend time living your own life. And if you are wronged, you need to turn around and look and see, is the problem me? Right, And in this world where cyberpunk was released a dumpster fire, it's not your fault that you put a disc in your Xbox and it doesn't work. It's not your fault that you spend 60 bucks for, and then you go to push play and your guy's head's attached to his asshole. Like that's not what you bought. And therefore you were wronged and you deserve entitlement. That's the difference, right? It's not just the world is unfair, give me money. That's different. It's you were wronged punishment recourse. But the funny part is, is so let's see. So that 1.8 million, I think everybody who invested. So right here, it says, as reported by GameSpot, the settlement will see CD Projekt Red pay investors who bought stock between January 16th and December 17th of 2020. Settlement, administration costs, taxes, attorney's fees, and more. See, and here's the thing. So basically, 1.85 million. 
probably one million's going to the court fees because that's how victims become better, right? And then the 0.85 is gonna go for like $3 for every person who invested between, you know, A and B. Crazy, man. I'm trying to see if they actually do a payout um, breakdown, which it doesn't look like it. But ultimately, this is justice. This is justice being served. And the irony about this one, folks, the, just the, the deep-seated, true-to-life irony of this one is that they just launched a DLC and they just recouped every penny and more from that $1.85 million. So it just ultimately goes to show, fuck it. Don't buy things unless you know for a fact they're going to be good. <laughs> because I'll tell you right, man, they just released a cartoon. About four or five episodes of it were fine. Then it got shit. And ultimately, just like Sonny said, grift on, man. If people are going to keep buying this shit, then they're going to keep buying it. What's next? People are going to sue Apex? People are going to sue Fortnite? Oh, that's right. They just did sue Fortnite. I'm pretty sure Fortnite just had like a $450 million payout that they had to pay the government for helping victims. You know? And it's just like... You're telling me this parent is watching their kid crank 90s and they're, I just can't, I can do, what do I need? I need to sue. It's like, no, you don't. You don't need to sue. You need to be a parent. You need to be a goddamn parent. My parents didn't let me play shit that they didn't want me to play. It's lit, and it beat them. I don't know what to tell you. If your kids don't listen to you, you gotta do something. What's up, cookie? <laughs> Okay, I didn't I didn't get spanked too much as a kid only as, as much as I deserved But I'm not obviously I'm not actually saying beat your kids But the point is stop acting so damn powerless You shouldn't be proud that you got to sue a company because you can't raise your kids That should be a point of sadness. That should be a point of I suck as a parent. You shouldn't be proud It's not CD Projekt Reds and most importantly, it's not Fortnite's responsibility to raise your bugger eaters So I need, I need a break after that one. Like a boy. 
And I'm getting used to all the buttons, okay? I'm getting used to all the buttons. Now, who else got new underwear this year for Christmas? I did. And I can tell you, there ain't nothing worse than switching brands or your brand switches it up on you, okay? In life, underwear sits on you a certain way. And when you find the pair of underwear that is meant for your body, oh my God. I can tell you right now, it's amazing to me <clears throat> the options that women have in the underwear world compared to men. Okay, we get basically two trains of thought. Whitey tidies, boxers, or briefs. Okay? And it's just then like three brands. Some are designed for nothing but ass. Some are designed for no ass at all. And apparently none of them are, none of them are designed for Marcus's ass. And it's, it's a wild concept to think that in all the world of, of, of underwear making, that my ass was never been included in that, in that equation, you know? So I got some new underwear on, and I can tell you, it's just, it's different. It's like going over to your buddy's buddy's house. It's just weird. Like, it's familiar, but it's not as familiar as you want it to be, you know? So just remember that. <laughs> never underestimate the power of a good pair of underwear. Is really is really what I want you to, to take away from this the most. <laughs> okay? Ugh, excuse me. But one thing that's kind of crazy that I want to talk about, because it's interesting. <laughs> coups and military coups and overthrowing governments and civil unrest is not just an exclusive problem to the United States. Okay? There's a lot of civil unrest going on, and a lot of times... Countries look to the United States to hold their governments accountable. And if they see the U.S. do it, a lot of times so will other countries. And unfortunately, that's for the good and the bad. And I don't mean that as like, look at America go. It's just true. And the best example of that is right now down in Brazil. So I don't know if you guys have heard about this. Okay. There, are fifth, there was a 1,500 supporter riot in Brazil. So what happened is, okay. So President Luiz Inacio Lula de Silvia, wow, um, took office January 1st, and he defeated the old guy, and he swore there'd be justice. So prosecution, right? But what happened was, there was a riot that took place and they went to the Capitol through Congress, right? They are smashing windows, furniture and artwork in the worst attack on state institutions since the 1980s. But the crazy part is, is the one, the previous guy, he got stabbed in the stomach and had a gut blockage. Well, like a day or two before he was supposed to, um, have his office, his term in office ended, he actually went to an Orlando hospital. So it kind of looked like he was fleeing the country and the U.S. is harboring him. So more or less, the, the governments of the new government are saying, hey, send that motherfucker back. We got some prosecutions to do. But one thing that's crazy, okay, is it made me think of what's kind of been going on in the U.S. right now, okay? Over the last couple of years, you know, you've probably heard BLM and like defund the police and a lot of those types of movement. Okay. And I'm not here to tell you which side is right and wrong. It's not the people riding, just so you know. But what it is, is a very 
interesting view of how a government should listen to the people. Is a riot of several people enough to merit leadership stepping down? That's a really good question. And it's not as clear as I think a lot of people would initially think it is. Like, no, you can't. They're violent. You can't listen to those people. Well, what got them violent? What has been the preceding events leading up to the violence? And is that, I mean, that honestly is the part I feel you should be listening to. Because once the emotional dam burst and the rage happens and the riot happens and the walks happen and the blockages happen, it's, a li- it's, it's to the point where it's a little too late for a common ground slash negotiation. Because now it's all or nothing. You have put us to the point. There is no more compromise. We are here to get the way we want. That is what a riot is. A riot is a show of force. And it's typically not organized well and not on point very well. And that's the worst part about a riot is nobody wants to listen to a riot because a riot is assholes. A riot is people taking advantage. A riot is people ruining other people's lives to try to improve theirs. And fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You do not get to ruin other people's lives. Period. To jump on top of that, you do not get to ruin other people's lives because you're upset, period. No change happens for the good when you force it. It leads to resentment, it leads to rage, it leads to opposition. People, even the dumbest, truly deserve an attempt to reason with them. Now granted, there is a point when you can no longer reason with an individual or an idea. The, the, the roads do not cross simply because the beliefs are too separate from each other, right? So in a world where if you have 1,500 people outside the Capitol, big deal, man. Raging, rioting, breaking stuff, stealing, and they're all doing it because they're pissed. Even if, they're, even if their rage is justified and righteous, do we allow the bad to, to enable the good? I would argue not, man. I really, really argue not. Wow. So, um, restoring order in the Brazilian capital, Brazilian soldiers backed by police on Monday dismantled a two-month-old camp opposite the army's headquarters where... Bolsonaro supported supporters have been protesting since his election defeat. Interesting. Some 1,200 people from the camp were detained for questioning on Monday. Authorities said after 300 arrests on Sunday. So that, I mean, you're thinking, so what is that? Five, 1,500 people roughly were detained in some capacity for protesting. That's wild. If you arrest 1,500 people, where do you put them? You just make it like, right? Where do you, where do you put them? That's where, to me, again, the logistics should dictate a lot of your actions. If you have to take 1,500 people and lock them up, beat them, do all the things that you do when you lock people up, simply because they are pissed. 
They're angry. Okay, they don't they don't nest they do want something, but the reason they want that thing is because they're angry. How do you best calm the fire without seceding to threats? It is like picture yourself as a leader, man. Good, bad, or eat like indifferent. You still are in a position where you have support on one side, hate on the other side, and it's your literal job to maintain order amongst this. It's a crazy place to be in. So as a leader, what do you do? What would you do? If you were a leader of a country that was at civil war, and you had two opposing sides, one willing to be violent, the other willing to be violent if ordered to. Do you order the violence to stop the violence? If you do, or, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot to consider. There's many pieces to consider when dealing with civil unrest. And as a country, like in the U.S., we still haven't figured it out, right? Like sometimes the rioters riot and the cops don't stop them. And other times they do. Is it purely a resources thing? Do they wish they could stop all civil unrest, but they simply don't have the police force to do it? There's a lot of angles that people need to look at life through. A lot of lenses. And a lot of times things aren't as clear. Because it's easy to assume that these 1,500 people are right and that they're only mad because this president is corrupt and he deserves to be punished. It's, a, it's an easy conclusion. It's an easy conclusion to come to. And I just, I, I challenge you. If the conclusion was easy to come to, did you actually take the time to think about it?
Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. That was Lord of Likes by Duke Harrington and then Pretty Carolina by Jonathan Lynx. Didn't expect that. Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan. 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 J-O-N-T-H-A. Jonathan. Jonathan Lynx is the name of that person. Jontha, Jontha, is that John and Martha? Jontha, put together. I don't know. That's okay. But holy crap, time flies when you're having fun. It is already 9:58 in the morning. Well, if you're Mountain Standard Time, that is, which is the best time zone, the most forgotten, and therefore the best. Essentially, the middle child of time zones. Nobody gives a shit about us. That's okay, cause you know what? Get out of here. Nobody, we're, we're in the middle. We're in the middle. That means we have the best of the high and the best of the low. We're truly dead nut center when it comes to time. So you're welcome. Okay. Everybody thinks that the, 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 the GMT, the Greenwich median time is the most famous. Fuck you. No. GMT is just because we had to pick somewhere that was the central time zone that never changes. And there was the most insignificant region, so fuck them. Of course, I'm just kidding. It's a beautiful part of the world. But that's what GMT means. It's Greenwich Median Time or whatever. And that's for, they don't have, they're, they're just the zero, zero, zero. They're the quad zero clock people. They, I bet you they're uppity about it. I bet you that, look at the rest of the world. They think they're so important. They don't, you know, we, we're literally the keepers of time, man. We're the timekeepers. Get out of here. Who's seen the movie? It's a good movie. But I'll tell you what. I've porn website age checks introduced in Louisiana. See, now that I would have read. That's a good one. That's a good. <laughs> that's some good stuff. But anyway, y'all, I want to leave you with this. All right. This is the new radio show. It, we're, we're obviously working out some of the kinks, but I'd like to say this went pretty damn well. So what we're going to do is we're going to do the radio show um, at the beginning like we were doing before. We're going to take like a 15-minute break in between. And then the regular Marcus show um, with the just chatting and all that good stuff comes up shortly after this. 